Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for January 23rd, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest Gateway.com editor and NCHCHockey.com writer Jordan McAlpine. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at PetersonToyota.com. By Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your local Top Golf location for details. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. With locations in both Arizona and Colorado. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at your destination. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery, mdriveformen.com. By Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, college hockey fans as it may be, NCAA hockey fans, and tonight, NCHC hockey fans. It's an exciting Sunday night. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends, at the uh, Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, from 10 feet below sea level, I believe, out on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, we're doing okay. It's been a crazy weekend, but uh, um, we're, we're, do- we're doing okay. It's uh, I'm just waiting to thaw out. and I'm kidding. I'm done being cold. <laughs> I don't blame you. Well, it is the end of January now, so we're getting there. Well, eventually That's it's going to start to warm up, right? Oh, well, let's hope so. <laughs> uh, what a great weekend of college hockey. Uh, there was a lot of scoreboard watching for one of our teams. That would be Arizona State. Uh, there and was I don't a, think it did. I, I don't think that – It didn't matter. I, I can't do, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I, um, I mean, it mattered a little bit, but um, I, I can't um, – It's 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 – there's too, actually too many games even this week uh, during the week that are going to make a difference. And I just, I, um, 
and if people are sitting there <laughs> and trying to figure it out after each game goes final, just wait till it's over. Well, uh, well we and, do. And and I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into this whole thing. Uh, if you want to, we can. We I, I I thought about this this afternoon, as or actually this evening after, uh, as I was getting prepared for this. There might be some a monkey wrench in this whole thing that. Uh, that that no one's talked about yet. Well, don't just sit on it. Tell us what it is. Well, do you want me to wait for Jordan or not? No, tell us right now. We'll talk about it with Jordan when he comes on, but all right, well, what's the monkey wrench? All right, if your team in the pairwise, team 16, 17, 18, um, don't you have to be ready in case one team can't play? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You I mean, absolutely. I, don't know, I don't know if the NCAA has made that decision yet or has even talked about it uh, behind closed doors or thought about it, but I know I thought about it this afternoon. Yeah, uh, and, uh, they have think, to have, Paul. They have to have. You think that the NCAA um, would be smarter than me, but who knows? Yeah, well, the NCHC has uh, definitely thought about their plans as they've had to adjust already once. And uh, they're, uh, <laughs> if any indication at Colorado College, um, they are taking this really, really seriously because when I went to last night's game, as you know, uh, they you needed to be triple vaccinated to get in or you had to show a negative test within the last, I don't know, 24, 48 hours. Right. Um, they had no no um, concessions open. You had to wear your KN95 mask, which they issued to everybody, including media, uh, throughout the entire game. All Between right. periods, they let you go out and re-enter so you could take your mask off for 15 minutes. Right, well, that's fine. <laughs> uh, it, they they took it very, very seriously. Now, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I can't really explain how this all works, but um, I've never seen full capacity and no concessions. I just don't get what the how that would have spread if if you were watching everybody that came in or checked everybody that came in. But whatever. Well, um, listen. Um, kudos to Doctor Irvine. She made a decision. Um, she made a decision to put people's safety first. Um, and said, you know, the money's not worth it if people are going to get sick. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not complaining in, in any thread. I'm just saying it was different. It was weird. Um, no drinks. You, you couldn't have anything there. So, I mean, you were a little, uh, should I say, parched and dehydrated at the end of the ball game. Uh, as I was doing my interviews, I was going, "Man, I could use a drink of water right now." Well, wow. <laughs> anyway, um, so the Gold Pan series uh, has been decided. It's going to stay with Denver. I guess because, that's because they were the winners the last time, and, it, and no matter what happens, it'll be a tie. Yeah, that could be the the only case that uh, the Tigers have right now is is to win both games and have it a tie, and they would still lose the uh, the gold pan at that point. So anyway, it uh, it was just a case of overmatch. That's simply what it was, Paul. Denver is just uh, at this point in time just too much hockey. For uh, for Colorado College and maybe a lot of teams in in NCAA hockey, I mean their depth, they're considered uh, they they continue to improve uh, in all facets of the game. Their goaltenders on 183 minutes plus is shutout goal uh, goaltending. Um, their power play is uh, starting to pick it up. Their penalty kill is phenomenal, 
and their freshmen aren't freshmen anymore. Have I well, covered it all? Don't all well. Um, yeah, they're doing it quietly too. By the way. Yeah, no, nobody seems to uh, to really look at Denver. They just let them keep climbing while well, they're on top of the NCHC now, and uh, nothing to take away nothing from Miami. But Miami got hammered again this week. And- Did I lose you? Did you lose me? No, I was. Oh no! Uh, well, yeah, you dropped out for a second. But now, listen. Um, you know, Miami's only really in year. I, I don't even know what to do about last year. I mean, do you count it as anything in particular? I mean, because Miami's in the middle of. You know, they their coach is only there a year or two. You know, Bergeron is only there a year or two, so he hasn't really had a chance to to uh, to get his players really in there. Um, the conference is so tough. I mean, it just, it it is just such a a, a tough league. Um, you know, as as much as we look at the standings right now and and, and see that Colorado College could get a, as far up as five. Uh, I don't, I, I, at this point, after this weekend, it'd be a hard get. Um, but the league is just that. Here's, a, here's the thing, Paul, with the NCHC. Um, if you get through that opening round uh, of the playoffs, the, uh, you know, the, the weekend playoff games, and you get yourself to the frozen faceoff in Minneapolis, now it's a, a one and done. So anything can happen in a one and done. And and that's the beauty of this. It, it could come right down to it. You watch the slide that North Dakota's on right now, but but are you going to rule North Dakota out in the frozen faceoff if if uh, they get there? I'm not. Well, no, I mean, listen, can you rule any of these guys out? Not really. No, you, you, you really can't. So uh, we'll get into the NCHC I mean, a little deeper with I mean, Jordan. If, if Denver wins, would that shock you? No. If no. Western wins, would that shock you? Yes. No, come on. <laughs> Seriously? I watch, I'm going to watch Western again when they play Colorado College, but I watch them play in, in person, and I, I get it. They were sick. They had puke buckets on the bench. I, I get all that. that. I, mean, the, I the get bag, all that. They would got, you be shocked if they won? They got handed to it by Denver. They got handed to it. So they're going to have to show me something. They're going to have to come in here and and show me that they can play at Colorado College and handily dispose of of the of uh, the come Tigers on, before I, I go with that. I, I'm you're really I'm me. I'm not that impressed. I'm just not. They have to show me. It's a show you're me game. I, I know you play really well at Lawson. Everybody plays well at home. So do the Pioneers. They play really well at Magnus. Yeah, but now you but you're talking about neutral in the frozen in the in the frozen, exactly whatever. The that's why you have to show five, me frozen five. Um, the frozen face off. Frozen face off. Yeah. Okay. 
You uh, have sorry, to show Michael. me. We're going to get, no, we're going to no, get no, into no, it. Listen, Hold on a minute. We, we'll get into this with Jordan because I didn't mean to go this deep into NCHC no, no, because okay, but... we got to get into the, right. the Air Force stuff first because a big series coming up for Air Force, uh, number 43 and number 44 in the pairwise is how it stands at the moment with Air Force and Army. A tremendous, <laughs> tremendous weekend. Who would have guessed that, though? The Air Force Falcons. Um, I, they 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 had a weekend where they where first of all I mean scored eight goals and um, ten goals and um, nobody if, if if you'd have told the czar that he was going to get ten goals this weekend he'd have been like no way but you know what <laughs> exactly um, they they're 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 getting some power play goals um, they're getting some points from some different players not just rhyme and 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 so forth and so on and you know the guys you expect to see them get goals from they're getting them from a lot of different places and you know that's how you win on the road right you go on the road and you you get scoring from everybody yeah yeah absolutely Um, and that's back-to-back sweeps now once at home and once on the road um yeah maybe the competition isn't the greatest but don't look now it's uh, late January, and Air Force is nine, eleven, and two. They They're going to play right? their their military rival, Air Army, at nine, eleven, and three. It's happening. All right. Well, why don't we take a break and get to Jordan and and discuss all of these NCHC things? And we can rehit on the pairwise with him and so forth and so on. And we got to get to the Super 16. I'm dying for the Super 16 tonight. We'll get to it. All right. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on NC. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and
any hockey player in the desert southwest. And they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy with you live tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? Um, I'm good. I mean, <laughs> any anything happen on the football game, or you don't have game? it on? What football game? <laughs> Uh, I, oh, I know Jordan. Lord. Jordan doesn't oh, want to come on. He wants okay, to just wait until this thing fan, is over right? with. <laughs> probably. I mean, he, he could be. Well, no, he's probably not a Cardinals fan from when they were in St. Louis, but or maybe a Rams fan. But I, I would have to imagine he's probably a Chiefs fan. And uh, yeah, I, I would hundred percent guess that. But uh, we'll uh, we'll wait and see. He texted me. and said, "Hey, uh, I'm not coming on until this thing's over with." LOL. Well, it so. could be a while. <laughs> yeah, it could wild. be going on and on forever. But that's anyway, why I moved. The, that's I, why I moved the microphone so I could do both. Uh, I think I think I have them. I think I have them. Uh, Jordan McAlpine, Scott, and Paul with you tonight. Are you okay? My life is hanging in the balance right now. <laughs> oh, so, dude, I, if, 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 first of all, <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when teams played defense. So, I mean, I don't know if that makes makes any difference to you or not. But um, clearly, nobody's playing defense this weekend. Uh, I guess Josh Allen had other plans for my night. So uh, if oh, uh, Lord. if if there's a sudden pause or uh, maybe I uh, get the bleep button ready or something like that as this podcast <laughs> goes on. So um, <laughs> do we have a bleep button? No, we're all good. It's a podcast. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Anyway, Jordan, welcome in. It's been it's been crazy since we talked to you last, and uh, this weekend in NCHC hockey was no different, was it? Yeah, it's crazy to last time I talked to you guys, I want to say was uh, after Omaha's series at Western. So a couple of weeks before Christmas there, or maybe even maybe even prior to that. Uh, but to think of how the second half has started, not only 
game-wise. You looked this past weekend at a couple of the series in the NCHC and around the country, but even from a COVID standpoint with all the schedule changes, it's uh, I do not envy schedule makers around the country right now is all I got to say. So. I don't envy you because you were going <laughs> to try to go to St. Cloud. It didn't happen. You were going to try to go to Grand Forks. It didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, I don't envy you either. Yeah, I've uh, I've got Grand Forks rebooked for a couple weeks here and then uh, CC this week this weekend. So uh, finger, fingers crossed. But if either of those series fall through, I guess I'm just the hex or something. So. Well, I was going to say, they're probably gonna pay, they probably pay you not to go. <laughs> Jordan, I don't know if you heard about CC this weekend, but um, they gave everybody KN95 masks. They yep. had no <laughs> no concessions. You couldn't have any uh, food or drink in the building. Uh, between periods, you're able to go outside and re-enter by, uh, so you could take your mask off for the 15 minutes. So it, it was a shock, but it, it it sounds like, from what Jerry Cross told me yesterday, is that that might be changing for this coming weekend. He's going to let us know early in the week, but um, they've been doing uh, Zoom press conferences, and it sounds like this week they could be live. So we'll find out. Yeah, I had seen they put that. I actually uh, tweeted that out um, the other day when they put that release out with the new protocols. Uh, definitely a sign of the times of the world we're living in, but I'd be – I'd be interested to see what happens with that. Obviously, uh, selfishly, I wouldn't complain if they changed that up a little bit. But at the same time, I'd be shocked to see it be a, a essentially one game thing with Denver and CC being a home and home series this past weekend. So I guess uh, time will tell. But at the same time, with the uh, price tag that came with that new arena, I can't imagine uh, seeing potential concession money or anything else walk away um, is exactly helping the cause. So we will see. All right. So first of all, uh, Jordan, um, it was it was a mismatch in, in Colorado this weekend. Denver is, is getting hot and they're hitting on a roll quietly, by the way. Nobody talks about them. Um, and Should you be. had a weird <laughs> – well, it just it, it just when you when you I do the national well I talk know, about well, them whatever uh, <laughs> nobody, whatever um, uh, you were at a weird series this weekend um, uh, it, the way Omaha played on Friday I'm like oh my god what the heck's going on and and he and they're up two nothing in that second game and they start going to penalty box and I'm what are they doing. But they managed to, to, to right the ship in that second game and 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 really kind of and, and get a split for this weekend. And I'm looking at a team, and I know we talked about it uh, in our own um, messaging back and forth. Um, and the reason why I, I, I sent you that message is because I see a team in Omaha that's about as up and down as ASU is. And you mm-hmm. never know what Omaha team is going to show up. Yeah, I guess the uh, best way to summarize this weekend are the uh, first six words that I used to lead my gamer last night. What a difference 24 hours makes. Uh, Just complete different tale of two games and kind of a little bit of a coincidence and ironic with the matching 5-1 scores each way both nights. But it's uh, one of those things where consistency has definitely been lacking with this Omaha team this year. And uh, when we're all said and done, there's a very good chance that's what is going to end up being uh, 
kind of the snag or what holds this team back. But uh, Saturday night this weekend, you sit there watching and it's kind of where's this team been all year type of thing when they turn in that type of performance. But once again, you're uh, pouring gasoline on the fire with the penalties that have been mounting up for this team. And it's crazy to think about, but Omaha has had the most power play chances while also giving up the most opposing power play chances in college that's, hockey this season. That's just uh, in this conference, that's really playing gas. Kevin Conley this past weekend got another five in a game, which with the new NCAA rule, um, Omaha's cat will be without their captain next Friday out at CC. And then on top of it, uh, Conley is actually now the um, leading penalty getter in the country that it's one of those things where you sit there and it's it's kind of been the same story the last two, three years with the Mavs that there's a fine line that you play in this conference with being aggressive and the penalties are obviously going to follow, but at the same time when you're spending 15 minutes a night on the penalty kill, you just said it yourself, Paul, you're asking for problems and just pouring gasoline on the fire. So it'll uh, it'll be interesting to follow that trend the rest of the season, but on top of that, uh, this Saturday night was a positive. They were able to overcome it, score five goals. And I will say on the opposite side of that, um, with Minnesota Duluth this weekend, if you ask me the big question coming in with the Bulldogs is where is that scoring going to come from and is it going to be sustainable throughout the season? You look Friday night, you get five goals. A night later, that off offense dries up for the most part. And it. It's so funny, and actually myself and Matt Wellens from the uh, Duluth News Tribune were talking about this in the press box Saturday night. You look around the conference right now, how much parity there is, but also, sure, Western, sure, Denver up at the top. It seems like every team is, I don't know if I want to say struggling, but in some form or fashion, Western, the verdict's still out if they can win on the road. St. Cloud State... Sure, you score 19 goals this weekend, but you got to take it with a grain of salt with the opponent. Duluth, is the scoring going to hold up? You look at North Dakota, they've lost four straight now. So many different question marks, so many different storylines that if you really think about it, we're a couple weeks into the second half, but at the same time, there is literally nothing that is determined in no, this and, stretch and, of hockey coming up. And 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 we were, and I don't know if you heard, but I was – Getting into it with Scott about the, the, the really the, the the conference as a whole and and uh, are there teams playing better than others right now? Sure, Denver's playing really well. Uh, St. Cloud is you know defending national runner-up. I mean, as you sit here and look at now, listen, maybe Duluth is not what they've been, but honestly, if I told you one through even six with Omaha. And Isaiah Seville and Net, if I said to you that any of those six teams were going to win this the, the conference tournament, would that surprise you? No, not at all. No. And that, and that, I mean, that's something we've talked about on previous podcasts here. But at the end of the day, and I will, I will say this too: with the win, as nice as it was for Omaha, realistically looking ahead, it's one win. Number one, number right. two. This team has been on the struggle bus so much the last few weeks that even you look at this week on a CC, that's a team that tripped them up in December. Mm-hmm. You, you go through Omaha's schedule, you lose to Miami, you lose to CC, 
you collapse late at St. Lawrence. These games are what are going to potentially catch up to them. And on the um, Omaha side specifically with that, there's a, there's a lot up in the air, a lot of work that has to be done down the stretch here, but you just said it yourself. Nobody coming into this season uh, would have written off really anybody in this conference, maybe CC, maybe Miami at the bottom. And I mean, we're still talking what I think there's maybe a eight to 10 point differential in the standings at the most between most of the teams here that a sweep and you're moving up two, right three there. spots potentially yeah. and right in the thick of things that uh, you don't want to be the, the doom and gloom Debbie Downer, especially with as much as there is left in the season. But at the same time, they've, they've got their work cut out for them, to put it bluntly, the rest of the second half here. And I, I will say, too, looking around the rest of the conference, though, if there's – and this is just my opinion with this part. If there's any year the NCHC is up for grabs, it's this season. I mean – your perennial top dogs of North Dakota, Duluth. I know St. Cloud has looked strong here lately, but you want to really talk about it. Jake Sanderson's leaving for the Olympics. That's what most of that North Dakota team runs (laughs) through. That's what I was going to go with you. (laughs) You look at St. Cloud State, you're losing Nick Purvix and Sam Henges. And your head coach. Everybody in that top half of the conference is in some form or fashion, I mean, besides Denver – from a roster standpoint, but a uh, little, little secret ingredient for any team in this conference hiding behind closed doors is COVID that yeah. nobody, nobody knows what's going to get faced on the stretch that this, uh, this conference could get turned upside down on a dime. Yeah, that's uh that's well said. And I was just going to ask you that about the Olympics. It's, it's an odd situation because where it falls right now, uh, you know, it always falls in February, but uh, it's falling for the NCHC teams. Um, at crunch time, right? And getting mm-hmm. into the, the the playoff race and trying to get positioning and stuff. And that's why I look at Denver and I go, they've really snuck up. And uh, here's what I've noticed from Denver all year, Jordan, and you've probably seen the same thing. Um, they played the last two weekends without DC, who was out in COVID protocol. And we got our fingers crossed that he's going to be back on Tuesday, at least to do media with me, because uh, I'm the only guy there. So... <laughs> We might as well. We might as well chat. Listen to I, this. Listen, uh, Jordan. Uh, did you just hear that? Uh, hey, did you it, just hear DC? Are you kidding? <laughs> oh my! We can Lord. call him that, right, Jordan? If, if, you call him if, that all the time. If 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 I was in his shoes, I'd use the COVID to uh, milk it a couple more days, just so I don't have to see you on Tuesday. Yes, <laughs> that, is, that is brilliant analysis, by the way, Jordan. I just want to let you know. That. But, well, no, to kind of segue off that, though, I, I will stay with Denver. If You said it best, Scott. They have snuck up here the last few weeks. I mean, you you look at the standings, their, their schedule, I should say, they've got the best path the rest of the way, too. Oh, yes, they do. If I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, I know they come here to Omaha, and uh, they have both St. Cloud and Duluth home back-to-back in a couple weeks. But uh, take that out of the picture. I'm pretty sure all they have left is Miami, CC, and then a trip out to Western, which hypothetically could be what, at the end of the season, decides or has a uh, very large impact on what that seeding is going to look like. But uh, I know 
Scott, you and I have texted about it the last couple of weeks with the play, way Rizzo, Carter, and um, Cameron Wright on that line played against Omaha. It makes you really take a step back and realize, holy shit, the talent that is on this Denver team. <laughs> and uh, if they if they keep what? playing with that speed that they have, uh, let, looking around the rest of this conference, I don't know who's going to slow them down. Let, let me Crow tell you this. And, and, well, Beginning on, of the year. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Let me <laughs> tell on, them about Denver. Want, I understand. So am I. And Crone is getting hot. Yeah, correct. Can I can I speak? No. <laughs> okay. Crone is getting hot. He's gaining confidence. Their freshman class are no longer freshmen. Carter Mazer is a beast. He's become just a beast. Sean Barons is uh, probably um, the best defenseman on that roster right now. I'm not saying something with uh, Tuomisto and everybody else that that plays defense there. And they're getting scoring from all four lines. I I asked uh, Cole Gutman that last night after the game. I said, Cole, are you surprised that McCade got you off? McCade Webster got the first goal? He goes, no, not really. And they (laughs) they started the Rizzo line last night. Um, They're just totally interchangeable. But you're right about two things. You're right about the fact that COVID can jump up and grab you at any time. And secondly is – um, you got to stay away from the injury bug. I mean, they play fast. They play hard. Um, if somebody wants to clamp down on them, uh, there could be some injuries. So, But but I think their depth is geared for it. It's been a long time, Jordan, since I've seen a, a college hockey team this deep. And I really mean that, this deep. Because I've seen teams that have been really good, lines one, two, and three. But not one, two, three, four, and then have a goaltender play hot as well. I, I will say a, f- a few things to touch on that. Uh, start off with Magnus. Back at media day, uh, David Carl and I had a good conversation about that, and I'm, I'm sure if you ask Magnus Crona himself, he'll be the first one to tell you last season was not the year that he wanted, especially you look at the pod with the uh, rocky up-and-down play that I know once again this season didn't exactly get out of the hot start out of the gate that I'm sure there was a uh, little bit to prove per se from his standpoint. And you look at the way he's started the second half here, you could argue he's been the best goaltender in this conference the past few weeks. And especially that Sunday night game against Omaha that uh, at least from my standpoint of covering games and watching games that I have this season, that's one of the best I've seen an opposing goaltender. Look, he was uh, tracking pucks, left and right and from from the get-go dialed in um i will say too only, only thing i will will disagree with you and uh by no means is sean barons a slouch he is a uh, world-class offensive defenseman and has a uh, bright future ahead of him but uh on that blue line anti tuamisto might be uh one of the most underrated underclassmen on a uh, very deep and very talented decor around the nchc but uh you mix and match those guys with that depth that they have up front. And once again, like I said, I, I don't exactly see a team that uh, is very much standing in their way. Now, at the same time, I don't know how that game style or style of play translates to the tournament. You look back the last few years, whether it's a uh, Mankato or St. Cloud last year, even Western Michigan's potential roster this year, you almost want some of that uh, sandpaper and grit with the heavier built lineup that that uh that might catch up to him in a quote-unquote playoff hockey style of game but until then and, and especially with the way that they've played at home I, I do think that's the big kicker that we talked earlier this season I know the altitude caught up to western Michigan there 
but you have both St. Cloud State and Duluth coming to town. I mean, besides that Omaha and Western Michigan trip, your your hardest two tests of the year are in your own barn. You take care of business there. And I don't want to say it's smooth sailing by any means, but you, you've got a good chance heading into the rest of the stretch. Well, the only thing I would say uh, is that they are just so young mm-hmm. that, uh, if, first of all, if they don't win it this year, if they don't win in the next two years, I'd be stunned. Um, I think but, part of that depends on what they lose, though, here in the next couple right. years. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean, they might be so young, they may not know any better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, and, and I, I do tell think you, that. Oh, go ahead, Scott. I was going to say, being around those guys uh, quite frequently, like I am, uh, I can tell you right now, that's what I said. The freshmen aren't freshmen anymore. They're they're different. They're bigger. They're stronger. They're more confident. I know a lot of teams have 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 had situations like that, but as a group, this whole group has grown up together, and that's why mm-hmm. you know when you and I were talking about, uh, you take a guy like Cameron Wright, a grad student, you put him on a line with Rizzo and uh, Mazer, and man. What a dynamic because you got two young guys that maybe didn't know any better, as Paul says, and uh, Cameron Wright, who's been there, done that. Well, I will say Rizzo, without a doubt, is the best freshman in this conference this season that I have seen. And uh, the the second thing I was going to see, I just pulled up Denver's schedule here as if uh, the rich need to get any richer. When they face St. Cloud State, they'll be without both Perbix and Henches, and then they'll face a uh, Minnesota Duluth team without Noah Cates. That uh, this yeah. week, th- this weekend, this weekend, the Bulldogs' power play uh, came in is at the bottom of the conference, and uh, if you take Noah Cates off that unit from some of the chances he was helping create, I uh, I know it's not possible to fall any fall further, but uh, that might have been the case with that UMB power play. So that uh, once again, that bodes well for Denver's chances heading down the stretch here, and, and they're they're catching fire at the perfect time too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's going to be you know, right down the stretch. But here's the thing, and, and I've had this conversation. Paul and I both have with uh, with Coach Powers at Arizona State, and I said, you know, is this the year that you really wish you were in a conference? Because even you know the bottom half of the NCHC, if they get through that first round and get to the frozen faceoff, it's one and done. And anything can happen in a one and done, whether it be an injury or a major penalty. Um, you know, we, how many times have you seen guys get ejected this year, Jordan, for check from behind and different things? There's been a ton, I think, this year, and and that could really change uh, the frozen faceoff. Two two words, too many. <laughs> yeah, almost like every game, right? Yeah, as especially even even with Omaha, off. I know Conley has the three. Um, Mm, off the top of my head, I want to say there's been at least one more game. And then I know there's been uh, three five-minute majors off the top of my head that they've gotten this season that weren't, didn't have the quote-unquote game misconduct tacked on top of it. But still, putting yourself down a man on that major power play is uh, not not ideal. And the other thing I was going to get to that I meant to touch on there, Paul, that I know uh, you asked me about the Arizona State situation. Um 
I, I do think it's too late in the game for any type of schedule. And like the same thing I messaged you that right. looking at a team like Omaha, A, the schedule's already in. This goes for pretty much any team in a major conference around the country. The schedule's already full from a games limit standpoint. And even, even the Mavs had two extra games this year with the Alaska rule. And then the other thing with that is with all these COVID cases, I mean, the NCHC alone is still struggling to make up that Duluth St. Cloud State series that uh, every weekend the rest of the way is pretty booked up that Arizona State is the one team, obviously, given their circumstance throughout the uh, conference, that uh, is going to get hampered by this. And trust me, they they definitely need the help that they can get in the pairwise if they could pick up a win over a ranked team. But it's... uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong a time or two before, but uh, I don't uh, don't see anything really formalizing on that end of the extreme there. So, well, listen, I I just asked. I mean, because there's I I probably could do any number of teams, um, but uh, when we had the coach on last week, and he said they're still trying and there are possibilities, um, mm-hmm. that Omaha seemed like it was right in that wheelhouse, and. And I was going to, you know, had they lost on Saturday and dropped a little further in the pairwise, I would have been like, well, maybe it's more of a possibility now um, as teams try to, to, to build up on that. Because uh, as I said to Scott, and I don't know if you heard me, um, if you're – first of all, this pairwise this year is, is, is absolutely crazy. If you look from um, – those last few spots from 14. You could argue, you could argue 14 down to about 23 or 24 at this case in the season. And (laughs) And it's, it's crazy too. Even this past weekend, kind of funny, but at the same time, it just goes to show how pivotal it is for the teams around you. Omaha actually dropped further after their win. Right. Than their loss in the first game of the series this weekend. <laughs> and, and, and and this is and there are two factors involved this year that that are not normally a factor. Um, AIC is really close to that fourteen and fifteen spot sitting at eighteen where you know if they went to the championship game of their conference and lost they might be talking about the possibility of an at-large bid for that conference, which doesn't normally happen. Okay. And the other thing, and I assume the NCAA has talked about it, but if your team 16, 17, and 18, after all the conference tournaments are over, do you have to be ready to play just in case one of those teams gets uh, COVIDed out of the tournament? That was actually the thing I was ju- just going to uh, respond to you about that. And I I have not heard any news on that front, but you almost look at it with the look at the NHL right now with the taxi squads and stuff like that, where the initial proposal is that stuff's supposed to go away after the all-star break. But with how the schedule lines up the rest of the season, you obviously want that extra security blanket to have a couple guys around Using that same concept, you look at last year's tournament, a Notre Dame or a Michigan situation. If one of those right. comes up, especially if it's a team that's already on the bubble to begin with, 
you don't want to scrap what <laughs> the whole tournament. Do you almost no. have three or four teams, like you said, on standby? But then Dude. comes the the issue of how do you how do you pick that? How do you realign everything? And especially if, let's say, hypothetically, one of the uh, top four seeds in the country goes out, you're obviously not plugging and playing with number seventeen or eighteen in the pairwise type of thing. That that uh, that opens a, another can of worms in its own thing. But uh, just me personally and strict conjecture, I uh, I definitely would like to see some type of thing where you're not going to send teams traveling, but they, hey, keep practicing for this week. It's just a just-in-case type of thing so you have that next plan ready to go. Yeah, I mean, almost like you want to tell four different the, – the next four teams, like if something happens in this regional, you're next. Mm-hmm. Regardless of who it is, I mean, so you don't cancel games, and you do. Uh, I, I, you know, it's funny because I was just, I, I was telling Scott that I, uh, it just that just hit me this afternoon as I was getting ready to, for, you know, to, to 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 do the show here, and I'm like, now what happens if? And it just hit me out of the clear blue, and they have to be making preparations for that, don't they? Well, let me let me throw this in there. <clears throat> the NHL uh, has proposed, as Jordan just brought up, that after the All Star game, they won't test anybody that's mm-hmm. uh, asymptomatic. You have to have symptoms. So, uh, if the NCAA adopts that rule, um, they they won't be testing guys like they were last year. It, it'll be more of an open open thing. Everybody's going to say, "Yeah, I don't have symptoms. I'm fine. I don't have symptoms." <laughs> I mean, it could come down to that. Who knows? It, you know, I don't want to be on that committee and having to pick that because I, I think that that's going to be another nightmare this year. Um, and the other thing is, and I'm, I can attest to this, uh, I've had all three vaccinations and I got COVID pneumonia. Uh, so, uh, and I've heard of guys that, that have tested, uh, you know, have had all their vaccinations and then tested positive. And then I've heard of them testing positive a second time two months down the road. So, I mean, who knows if the new variants and all these different things going on that something like that doesn't crop up again. But there has to be some sort of contingency plan, I would think, right? You would think, but no one said anything yet. <laughs> no, but they're not – NCAA doesn't say anything no matter what. I mean, well, you're lucky to get anything out of them the day after it happens. <laughs> uh, Jordan, yeah. am I right on that? Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> they're pretty mum. <laughs> you're you're uh, you're you're beating a dead horse, and that one is all I gotta say. So, oh, go ahead, Paul. No, I go I was just gonna say down the stretch run here. I, me personally, I definitely think uh, the NCAA adopting that same model with the uh, if the players are asymptomatic and not testing is the right way to go, especially with. You look at the past two, three weeks around college hockey with the number of games and series that have been postponed or whatever. And more often than not situations just geographically with how the schedule lines up, especially in the West, you can't rely on doing the uh, the Tuesday, Wednesday type games to make games up along the schedule. And just from a, I know, sure, you can do the points per or the points per game percentage and other things to kind of modify as you go, but obviously you want as many of those games getting played the rest of the way. And I know in a, a couple of the situations with recent COVID outbreaks in the conference that 
sure you've had a few guys here and there that have had lingering effects or been hit pretty hard by it that um, for the most part with a lot of the guys that have been testing positive or in COVID protocol for being exposed or whatever, a lot of the guys have the symptoms for a few days are sick or whatever else comes with it. But then besides that it's in and out of the system and they're good to go that let's, let's say you've got 10 day protocols where guys are wiped out for the first two or three days type of thing, but then are in that mode where they're ready to play. I, uh, it's a fine line, obviously, either way you look at it, that there's, and this goes beyond hockey. This is anything in life right now that there's no right or wrong answer for anything, but just strictly from a getting games in and wanting a regular feel to the season. I, uh, I definitely think that's the direction to consider going into down the stretch run here. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Okay. Uh, you ready for this, Jordan? It's Paul's Super 16 coming up right now. <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. Buckle go. up. Buckle up. Here we go. Uh, and Paul and I both believe this. Minnesota State's still the best team in the country uh, yep. when you look at their overall situation, who they've played. Uh, I don't care that Quinnipiac's only got two losses and one came against Cornell the other night. But uh, Minnesota State, 23-5-0, number one. Quinnipiac, 18-2-3 at number two. St. Cloud, 14 14- Six and zero at number three, Denver sixteen five and one at number four. You got any? Uh, you got any beasts with those? Yeah, I do. I do think uh, any of those are interchangeable. I will say, I was actually uh, texting earlier today with a couple other writers around the country talking about that, and uh, actually went went through myself. And uh, if if I were if I had a ballot that. Uh, order I'd go right now would I would have Minnesota State in that one spot for sure um I'd actually entertain putting Denver at two or Quinnipiac kind of those ones are interchangeable right there and then I'd put Michigan uh at four right there but I do think St. Cloud State would be knocking right there on the door for me my only kicker with them is the opponent this weekend that yeah they've they've played well but especially with uh, looking down the stretch run here with Hentges, Perbix, Larson going, that I know the uh, the question is here right now on uh, January 23rd where I would rank them, but I also take into mind looking ahead at the rest of the schedule for them. Sorry, I can't get that Western Michigan taste out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's jump five through eight. Michigan at number five, 19, seven, and one. Paul, Paul suspended them for, uh, for a week from the whole poll completely. <laughs> because of what they did during the holiday time. But um, at Western Michigan, 16-5-0 at number six. UMass, 12-6-2 at number seven. And Ohio State, number eight at 18-7-1. I struggle with Ohio State. I really do. But and that's I, actually, I will say this weekend with them, I think, is the first time this season that uh, I've actually, um, for lack of a better term, put some stock into serious consideration of them being up in that area of the rankings with it. They, uh, from the highlights that I saw, they did look pretty good, especially to go into Mun and, and uh, walk away with that. I just looking at how the Big Ten has been this season. 
I'm with you. I still have a uh, a hard time putting them in that conversation, but we'll 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 okay. see. Well, look at the Big Ten standings. Look at the Big Ten standings. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying that I'm I'm not sold on and them. Kind of like I'm not sold well, on whatever. Western. When, right. Western's got to come to uh, somewhere and and play that I can see them and see how good they are because they they don't look that good to me. They look yeah. they look like a three line team. Uh, that has a problem with altitude and that has a problem with speed. That's just you. If, I, if I said to anybody, and listen, it took a while for me to believe it too. If I said to anybody on January 23rd uh, that Michigan would be tied for the conference lead with somebody, raise your hand if you thought it would be Ohio State. <laughs> never. Never would have raised my hand. So, okay, so <laughs> say what you want. But yeah, I hear, I get it. Okay, nine through twelve. I I, w- I was gonna say real quick. I I'll, I'll touch on a couple of those real quick. Uh, Jack Lafontaine might have agreed with you if he knew something was up the sleeve. <laughs> uh, but 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 besides that, with Western Michigan, uh, obviously, uh, you you guys are well aware of uh of my my feelings on that team, even going back to uh, September with the uh initial media ballots on that one but i i will say my my one area of concern they still need to to me they still need to prove it that they can go on the road in this conference and win bingo but isn't that everybody they, so far they they have obviously done that in the non-con portion of their schedule but looking ahead here at this and especially this weekend up at duluth that uh if they can go into amsoil that'll that'll really uh boost some confidence into that one for me but i that's still my my one red flag and then number two um depending on how long paul washi's out for them that'll uh that'll be the other kickers so yeah, but Jordan, yeah, well, has anybody in the nchc had success on the road this year not really no uh so kind of kind of all evens out yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't all even out. It's it. I you got to use the eyeball test, Jordan. I and that's know. What, I've, what do you think's been that's screaming that for two years? I know, but I watched them in person, and I watched them play two games, and I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I said, "Okay, you guys are good. You're going to come in. You're old. You're big. You're physical." And Denver took it to them, and mm-hmm. and then and and then they they left, and Denver kept on a roll, and. And Western's been up and down, but now they're playing pretty good again. They're, I mean, they're a good hockey team. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if they're their national championship contender. Anyway, let's get through 9, 10, 11, and 12. Cornell at number 9, 13, 4, and 1. I think they're overrated, but they've beaten yep. some good teams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> North Dakota, 13, 10, and 0. I just told Paul this weekend, I think this might be the year North Dakota doesn't make the tournament. Ooh, yeah, I said it. Um, number 11, UMass Lowell. 13, 5, and 3. Number 12, Notre Dame, 17, 7, no. I'm not sold on Notre Dame either. If you're telling me that that Minnesota, Michigan, Notre Dame, and Ohio State are all going to be in the top 16 and get in the tournament, no way. I don't buy it. Let's see. Pairwise, Michigan, 1, uh, 10, Ohio State, 11, Minnesota, 12, Notre Dame, Oh geez, look at that! Not Old not locks and, oh, I know, but we're not talking here, about fourteen, fifteen, and here's, sixteen. We're here's talking the about thing. one through twelve. Here's the thing: Did they do the pairings this morning for the NCAA tournament, and I missed it? I can't go by what hasn't happened yet. Well, they're, that's what I'm saying. At the end of the year, 
I don't think they're all going to be there. Uh, I think not they're the going to. the end of the year yet. I know, but that's when they pick the tournament. <laughs> it's the end of the year. Okay, Jordan, you got any qualms with nine, ten, eleven, and twelve? Uh, I don't know if I'd say qualms, but I, I will. T- I will touch on two of them. Uh, I I do think looking around the country this weekend, uh, the Big Ten ho- holds one of the most interesting series, and that is uh, Minnesota at Notre Dame, especially with the Big Ten standings how they are. And I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Scott. That uh. Notre Dame still has a little bit to prove to me. I don't know if I'm completely sold on that. And at, at the same time, Minnesota especially has a lot to prove after losing their goaltender. If uh, they can and losing Ben Myers in favor here is going to be detrimental to that team. See if they can muster up anything down the stretch run. And then with North Dakota, I'm obviously not going to rule them out yet, but there's there's three things that I'll say on this. Number one, which I touched on earlier, is Jake Sanderson. He is arguably, if not for sure, the best player in college hockey currently. That you look at how much, from an individual standpoint, but if you look at how much that team runs through him, especially defensively, you obviously can't put a number of value on how much that loss is going to hurt during the Olympics. Um, Number two, with how that team is, the four-game losing skid right now, on on top of it, you look at how they played this past weekend against Western. Is By no means was that – neither games obviously were blowouts, but by no means were they out of it. The big kicker to me with North Dakota is you look at the last couple of years, if something would have went wrong, Adam Scheel, Kierstad, Kawaguchi, Shane Pinto, Jasper Weatherby, I, 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 Bernard Docker, I can keep going – the veteran leadership in that locker room. Now, this season, and if I'm not mistaken, North Dakota had the most new players in the NCHC coming into it. That, sure, you've got Ford, um, the transfer kids that have came in, and the, the third thing I was going to get into is Zach Driscoll and that, but touch on number two a little bit more. These guys coming in, I just don't know if they have the quote-unquote leadership but also ability that they've had the last couple years to hold it together that you're already at four now if something else happens this weekend and uh obviously st cloud state is not going to be any any easy task for them coming off of a a 19 goal weekend if uh hypothetically if st cloud were to sweep that series and you're looking at a six game losing skid for north dakota things can really start to spiral and snowball and you tack on losing Sanderson on top of it. I just don't know if this team has what it takes to hold it all together and then also go into a playoff run. And the third thing is their goaltending. I know obviously coming into the season that uh, people had their own uh, opinion or feelings on bringing in Zach Driscoll that I know he hasn't been um, what, North Dakota had probably hoped that they would be getting out of a, especially caliber of him coming into it goaltender this season. Uh, we'll see what that looks like down the second half for him. That uh, Paul Scott, you guys know it as much as I do. How much it comes down to goaltending in this conference? I know it's cliche, but Every there's night. no way there's no way around it. That Jacob Helston 
we'll see how much he can keep them in the thick of it here because he's probably going to get called on and relied upon a lot more than he was thinking going into this season. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Okay, we got 13, 14, 15, and 16 to go. So Providence, 16, 9, and 2 at number 13. Minnesota Duluth, number 14, 13, 9, and 2. Uh, Michigan Tech, 12, 8, and 1 at number 15. And uh, Paul's favorite, the Minnesota Golden Gophers, number 16, 14, 10, and 0. Jordan? I would flip. Now Now that now saying that, I would flip-flop Duluth and North Dakota, personally. Um, Me too. Me too. Just looking at how the NCHC lines up, especially down the rest of the second half. But other, other teams outside of that, uh, Providence has been interesting to me this year. I know they're uh, they're not, and I don't have it in front of me. Their non-conference schedule has been a little bit up and down, um, but for the most part, what's their record right now? Sixteen nine and two. I, I was gonna say I was pretty pretty sure they've held it together um, pretty well out in uh, hockey East this season with it. I can't obviously say I've seen too much of them, but just judging off the of stats numbers, I, I do think that they've made an interesting case for themselves. But Minnesota is the interesting one that I want to talk about right there. I know I said it earlier, on top of obviously LaFontaine, Myers and Faber, similar thing to North Dakota. I sit there wondering if stuff starts to spiral and get out of hand here, how far it's going to slide. And then number two, you look at their season – Similar to the Omaha series this weekend at Duluth, it's been a tale of two different nights where it seems like yep. the ability or lack thereof, I should say, to put together a full full 120-minute uh, weekend out on the ice is not there. And uh, let's see if Bob Motzko can light a little bit of a fire under him, especially uh, playing shorthanded in a month or so here. But I, uh, the bubble is real this year <laughs> with all yeah. with all those teams, and you're you're. In the, I, I'd in that situation, like I said, swap Duluth and North Dakota, but you're 13 through 16. You could feasibly argue 13 to about 21, 22 mm-hmm. of uh, very legitimate chances of playing at one of those regional sites come mid-March. Uh, and, and I will say this, and I don't know if I said this last week or not, um, but I've seen some of the fans of that other maroon and gold team scream about LaFontaine leaving. He didn't go to play in the East Coast. No. He didn't go to play in the AHL. He signed on the dotted line and went right to an NHL bench. And I can't, I can't blame the kid. Everybody <laughs> yeah. would do that. Yeah, I, I can't blame the kid one bit, and especially with the guarantee that uh, you look at that college hockey is looked at as a development opportunity. That's exactly what the kid got and some that you uh, – it's not every day that you're having a uh, NHL goalie coach watching you at Michigan State and wanting to sign the dotted line to uh, play right away. That it's a uh, hard, hard thing to pass up for anybody in any walk of life, especially yeah. a chance of a lifetime to be an NHL goaltender. And you look at it from LaFontaine's situation uh, with the other goaltenders, Carolina has a real chance to prove himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he knew Auntie Ronta was on that roster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, everybody would done, would have done the same thing. Yeah, and, and you know what? Minnesota's butthurt over the fact that, oh, he, he probably had thoughts of entertaining that earlier in the year, and he should have done it at the beginning of the year. 
BS. He's going to yep. do what he has to do when it's his time. And you know what? You got to deal with it. If if you're a quality team, you you're going to have uh, you're going to have a backup goaltender that can play. Uh, okay, enough said about that. I know we're running late. Um, Jordan, this weekend you're uh, you're coming out this way, right? Yep, heading out, uh, leaving Thursday morning, and uh, we'll be at both games. Looking forward to checking out the new rink. Uh, yeah, talked, no, let me talk to the CC staff earlier this <laughs> season about it, and uh, definitely, definitely excited. And also, uh, will be interesting. At, we talked touched on earlier to see what those protocols look like. So, yeah, let let me tell you this. First and foremost, you will not believe how narrow the press row is. You will not believe it because uh, everybody that's been there. Uh, it says that same thing. You cannot walk behind the chairs. You have to make everybody get up and uh, and go by you. So that was uh, the one thing that they made an error on, in my estimation, when they built Ed Robeson. The other thing I'll tell you is I asked uh, Magnus Corona about it. I said, what do you think about the new rink? He goes, wow, it was, it was different. It looks so narrow and it's so steep. And uh, that's the first thing I said. I, I told Paul that this summer when they were building it, I said, man, those seats look really steep. They're as steep as they were allowed to make them. So they're like almost straight up and down. And there's people at the games, and you'll hear them say, uh, a guy will say to his wife or whatever, they'll say, be careful so you don't fall over. <laughs> you hear that in the press box. You'll hear it uh, when you're when you're there. But, okay, I won't see it till Saturday because I've got the Army and Air Force on Friday night, which is going to be huge, uh, I think, just for the, the rivalry part of it. Obviously, one is 44 and one is 43, but – <laughs> Look forward to seeing you in person on Saturday night. Yeah, it's been been a uh, been a while since uh, up in St. Paul in September, and uh, like I said, looking forward to getting back out on the road. Uh, schedule works out nicely with Omaha the rest of the way with back to back weeks here, and then uh, on top of it, three straight home series to close out the uh, the season with St. Cloud North or St. Cloud Denver, North Dakota. So uh, shaping up to be six six interesting weekends of hockey with a lot on the line, and it starts this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, well said, Paul. You got anything to finish up with Jordan on? No, we 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 could go on forever. Uh, I sent Jordan <laughs> a message earlier this evening that we can get into, uh, you know, just him and I. Um, <laughs> you don't want the audience to know? <laughs> well, I don't want to put Jordan on that kind of spot. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates, right, Jordan? <laughs> it's, it's it's a fun it's a fun one. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe the maybe the next time you guys have me on, we can we can get into a debate. So, <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll plan on it. Jordan uh, McAlpine, thanks so much for joining us. Um, see you Saturday. Appreciate it as always. Thanks, boys. Have a good night, Scott. What, uh, Jordan? He's trying to get rid of me too, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get rid of you before I get rid of Jordan. All right, well, Paul and I will be right back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Live. any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. 
comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of Summer Skate, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, we uh, we ran long, as always, but uh, good conversation with Jordan. Anything that you took away from there that uh, we need to know about that maybe I missed? Well, uh, it's just, uh, you know, I hate I hate it. To point out when someone agrees with me because I know that makes you crazy, but um, <laughs> it's just nobody. Should, I, I mean, with every wild card factor that can be thrown into this thing, you know, Jordan is is you know said that none of those six teams winning would shock him because the it, you wouldn't be, you just wouldn't be. You know, maybe next year you could throw in CC too, but they're they're a year away or two years away. Um, but um, seriously, with all the guys that are going to be gone or wh- wh- whoever could be gone or, you know, no, no, none of those top six teams winning that, that conference tournament would shock me. And it, it's – Nice to know that somebody agrees with me and that, once again, you are wrong. wrong. I I totally agree with you. I just said I would. don't. I I agree with you on everybody. I would be be shocked if Western wins it. Replay the tape. Replay the tape. That's all. No, I'm telling you. You you asked me. You said, would I be shocked? And I said, yes, I would be shocked if they – uh, no, that, that it's got nothing to do with right or wrong. It's whether I'm shocked or not. I didn't say that I that that you know. I, I'm just saying that I don't expect them. How about that? I don't expect them to win the NCHC because I don't think they can get over everybody else that's in front of them, um, and guys remember, that have already remember, beaten them. I.e., Denver has already beaten them yes, twice. But remember, if they play Denver again, the odds are that's going to be in not at altitude. In not at altitude, <laughs> um, in that in in Saint Paul on on a neutral on a neutral ice. You still got to accommodate four lines and a good I, goaltender. Yes, but when you only have three lines and an average goaltender, you only have to win one game. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you that. I I, I said that before that anybody can win when you get to the the, the last round of the. NC, NCHC tournament, so yeah, and, I right. so I just wouldn't be shocked. Again, That's all Western, I'm saying. Western's going to play the first round at home, and considering what a home ice league this has been this year, you you would expect them to win, and then they only have to win two single games on neutral ice. That's just you know. Yeah, I know. I I, I didn't say they couldn't do it. I just said I wouldn't be shocked. Yes, you, you said you would be shocked, and you'd be wrong. <laughs> oh my goodness um the sky is still blue by the way that's true yeah um so anyway all right um so that's what's going on this weekend uh, i'm doing a feature uh at air force with army and air force so that'll be a fun uh, rivalry series for the military academies i had no idea as i said that they would come into this weekend 
um, one spot apart in the pairwise with Army holding 44 and Air Force tied with Ferris State for 44. So we'll see what happens. It's going to well, be interesting. You also have them battling for position in the conference for the turn for the postseason tournament. Oh yeah, They're, yeah. They are, you know, the they both have a game in hand on Sacred Heart. Uh, they both have played sixteen games. Air Force has twenty five points. Army has twenty four points, and they're, you know, two or three points ahead of RIT, who's played one less game in the conference. So you have that as a huge, huge thing on top of everything else. Yeah, and if one of the teams sweeps, that team will go to uh, a 500 record, and uh, if they split, they'll uh, they'll still be below 500, both of them, because one is 9-11-3, and three, that's Army. The other is 9-11-2 and two in Air Force. I just think Air Force is starting to make their run a little earlier than normal. Well, listen, a sweep by one of those two teams would put them in the top three of the conference, and, you know, once again, it is – it is getting very, very juicy. And, uh, of course, Arizona State, their biggest two games uh, probably in the history of their program <laughs> coming oh, up this weekend where they go face number one at Mankato. Um, we had Coach Powers on Tuesday. You know how much he's looking forward to this series. He knows how important it is. The Pairwise knows how important it is. Um, this is a, a must win. Yeah, these are big, big weekend games for a lot of teams. A lot of the teams we cover, and and it is just uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited, and let's go. Okay, take it away, my friend. You got two minutes from the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks. College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com Network, brought to you by Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. By the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Torian and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at drurihotels.com. Jets Pizza, go to jetspizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile, get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how to see your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Buy M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store. Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks College Hockey Southwest Live and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. 
Absolutely well done. I think he got it with about 30 seconds to spare. We will say goodnight and a big thank you to Jordan McAlpine from uh, uh, thegateway.com, nchc.com. Mr. Everything for NCHC Hockey and Omaha Hockey for joining us tonight. Uh, Paul and I will uh, talk to you again on Tuesday night. In the meantime, we got Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly on uh, tomorrow night and, of course, a, a great show on Wednesday night with our new Great West College Hockey Program, uh, Stephen Marsh and myself. So we will join you tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.